What's up, people? Brody, Jenna, one more at podcast number 117. 100. It's a long time. Mm-hmm. How are you, Jenna? I'm good. How are you? Great. You know, when we did our last episode, I thought maybe, just possibly, it might be the end of the drama in the CrossFit community. And guess what? Yeah, it's never ending. Never ending. Would you uh What'd you think about our last episode? Um well, to be honest, I didn't really want to put it out there. <laughs> I got that on my notes. So Jenna's running a little bit behind. Usually I'm in Jenna's uh shoes today. And uh so she hasn't got to read over this, so but go ahead, we'll go with that right now. Okay. Well Where it says talk about how nervous you were to release it and how close were you to not wanting to? Yeah, I didn't feel comfortable. I think Because um, when we well let me interrupt. When we finished this, you were good to go. It was like No, I still it, didn't feel comfortable even before we started. <laughs> well it didn't but, seem like it. But um No, I feel like there are certain things which there are very few that I don't like talking about. Um, and because it, everybody was in such a heightened state, it's just like something that I would rather have a conversation with like a small group of people, not like the entire world. Um, and it's not that I don't care about what other people's opinions are, but a lot of people don't know how to have like a genuine conversation, conversation. <laughs> um, and like they go from zero to one million. Yeah, and just like insulting and things like that. And I didn't want it to get to that point. Not saying that it did or <laughs> didn't, but um, had the potential. Yeah, it had the potential, and I didn't. And you don't do well with that. No, I don't mind confrontation. Honestly, I really don't, as long as I can have a conversation about it and not have people attacking. I guess that was. My thing, and it, like I said, it was just such a heightened state, so. Yeah, so, I think when we did release it, uh, <laughs> I was in class, and in between, I just got done working out, and I was supposed to be coaching, and uh, I got an old text message from Jenna, we had our first potentially negative comment on any of our podcast. And, uh, how'd you feel when you read that? I was, like, mad. (laughs) Just because it wasn't, it was how it was worded, and I just didn't appreciate that. Um, whether or not, I get people are frustrated, but at the same time, we already shared that it was our opinions, and that we don't mind having conversations about it. It's just, I don't like when people are rude, (laughs) so. Yeah, basically, you know, end up kind of working itself out in the positive way, I think. But, um, in essence, someone basically said what we did sucked yeah. <laughs> yeah. to sum it all up, which is okay. I mean, everything we do, we're not professionals. And if you want to make us professionals, we have this thing called Patreon. Go ahead and subscribe to it and you can pay us all the money you want. Or you can just send me a check. and I'll cut Jenna her 5% that she deserves. But, right. <clears throat> but yeah, it was, uh, it's on there. We left a whole conversation 
uh, for everybody to see. So we're not trying to hide it or anything like that. But, you know, it was the first one for me, too. It's like, hey, whoa, what's up? And but the thing is, here's what I knew. This was a, you know, I wasn't as concerned as Jenna was about releasing it because I told her if anybody was going to be made to look bad out of this whole podcast, it would have been me, not her. So she was kind of protected. Second, um, not everybody's going to agree with what we say. It is an opinion. I know that's hard for people to understand what opinions are, but that is information that we've gathered and then we form our own opinion about that. So, um, not everybody's going to agree with it, especially if they have their own opinion. So that was weird. Um, but like I said, we left the whole conversation on there. It, it ended up ending well. And people have to understand um, that we can have a conversation um, about anything. Just don't come at us too hot um, because it never will. It typically doesn't end well. It did end well in this situation, and I appreciate her feedback. And, you know, I like being challenged, so. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Jenna doesn't like being challenged. I, I don't care. I back up everything we said a hundred times. Uh, Jenna was very concerned with that, but uh, we had this proof. Uh, we had this uh, episode kind of proved by someone else to ensure that we weren't just being um, biased. Um, but I usually can look at things with an unbiased opinion and move on. So was it the response you were expecting? No, I feel like a lot of people liked it. Yeah, you thought everybody was going to hate it? I didn't think that they were going to hate it, but I thought they were going to be like, I don't know. I don't really know what I thought they were. Well, there's a lot of... Not positive feelings, I guess. It was a three-hour episode. We've never done that before. Jenna was basically on E. And I'm not doing that today, so... (laughs) I'll keep feeding her. Um, But... And it was a very, very fresh topic, so... Uh, was there anything that you wanted to say in there that you didn't? No, not really, because I didn't want to do it. <laughs> do it anyway. And did it open your mind to anything that maybe it wasn't open to before? Uh, no. I mean, I think the only thing that surprised me the most coming from you was just, but it was in your Facebook post too about how, like, when you're a cop and you put on the badge, like, you are representing each other mm-hmm. I don't know that kind of made me think differently because I think everybody's like all, all cops aren't bad and that they don't represent each other but like you said they kind of do <laughs> they absolutely absolutely do um so our last episode man it was uh it still is screaming we're sitting at 534 downloads in the first five days of the release um that's not happened before. Um, Basically, we're famous. Yeah, I. It's it's awesome to be famous. How does it feel to be famous? It's cool, but I would like more money. <laughs> <laughs> like nah. if this many people know us and. No, I I think what's really unique and and is cool, famous. We, we joke about that. We're definitely the furthest from that, but. Uh, to have people listen to our stuff, it, actually, it's our last three episodes that are hitting these numbers, not just, uh, but this was the fastest to 500 plus. Um, Maybe they like hearing me talk more. It very well could be. Uh, I don't really care. <laughs> 500 is 500. Um, but it's cool. We got people across everywhere. We got New Zealand's been cranking out episodes, which that's a newer 
uh, country for us. Uh, so we appreciate the support there. International support is awesome. Uh, we love getting messages from you guys. Uh, it's it's unique um, because just like CrossFit gyms are different here from each gym to each gym, I would assume that country to country CrossFit gyms are vastly different. So it's really cool hearing your guys' opinion and insights um, as well as everybody here in the United States of America. Um, but with that said, a uh, lot's happened since our last episode. Yeah. I told Jenna, I was like, I can't, actually, I told you guys too. I just can't believe there's so much more drama that's happened. Mm-hmm. Like I can. Okay. I can, but I can't. This is, it's just stupid now. Okay. We're just going to briefly kind of run through it only because you guys are involved in the CrossFit community. This is not typically, we're not a, um, uh, news slash media CrossFit outlet, but I also wanted to get my opinion, opinion on some of these things, um, because I've actually some of this I've been asked. Okay, so all this uh, stuff comes out. Uh, Glassman issued an apology. Some people said it was just a standard, I, a standard apology. I thought it was pretty genuine. Uh, we have to either forgive. And move on or not. And guess what? You you have that choice. You, okay, but. Oh, that was. She's coming in hot on this one. He apologized, but then there's a recording of him six hours earlier saying the exact opposite things. So yeah. it wasn't genuine. Right. It was just to shut people up and to make. to please people. Yeah, I, I read it as genuine. And I know about the, the video. I haven't heard it yet. Um, did you listen to it? Yeah. And I don't know. Give us a, just like a two or three minute recap on that video. It's not even that long. It's just it was a Zoom call meeting with people. It was supposed to be confidential, which clearly somebody did not yep. keep it confidential. And he just said, um, we're not mourning him. And I think. None of, or he said, none of my HQ crew is going to mourn George Floyd. And that was like the biggest part of it, I think. But he just was like more pissed off about people's responses than, and like he was right kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean. And that was only six hours before he even posted the apology per se. Yeah, I, I'm, I'll always play devil's advocate here. I don't think everybody has to mourn George Floyd. I, I don't think they have to. It's, I don't think you know. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just saying he he's saying that. So I'm looking at that. He it, once again, I think it's more of a it's an inappropriate comment and and sensitive comment. But everybody doesn't have to mourn this guy. I didn't know him. You know I, what I mean? I don't think it's that. It's the fact that like he said that, and then in the tweet he's like, um, he's a hero. To the black community, which that's, I think they can go hand in hand. I, I don't think that, I don't think that yeah. I have to, I don't, you don't have to mourn him to think that. You don't, but just like, don't say stupid shit. He just keeps saying stupid shit. Yes, like, I close th- your fucking mouth, dude. <laughs> Learn a lesson. God, guys are so stupid sometimes. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, we're going to turn to sexist now. No, I'm just saying, like. We've God, covered every. Learn the first time, We've covered religion. Bro. Now we're being, uh, we cover racism. Now we're covering s- uh, sexism. Sexism. I mean, how many right, isms can we? called sexist. It's fine. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but yeah, definitely not not smart. I didn't get to hear it. 
Uh, I did read the transcript. I thought there was more to that. When I say it was sincere, I thought that he didn't have to go in at length that he did. Usually, like CrossFit HQ, theirs looked very... Um, yeah, just like standard. Standard, right? And some of the athletes out there look very standard, like copy and paste. Get this out there. It's not for you. It's for the sponsors. Mm-hmm. Uh, he offered insight. He didn't back off, per se. He did agree that what he said it shouldn't have been said, um, which... Um, you know, he's not he's not going to issue that unless he is sincere. I, I'm just saying he's you know what I mean. He's not going to. He doesn't need us. People got to remember that he doesn't need us. He doesn't need me, and he doesn't need CrossFit Excess. He doesn't need all these people. He has more money for the next ten lifetimes. He doesn't need us. He doesn't. He could he could literally dump CrossFit, move on, never look back, create something new. And it's gonna it's gonna be successful because that's his mentality. So yeah, but I can't imagine like creating something like that and then turn your back. Yeah. Oh, I can. <laughs> I do it a hundred times over. I I thought for a fact he was gonna just pull the plug on CrossFit, throw up deuces with a middle finger followed by that, and just roll on out to the sunset. Because yes, what he said is indecent, but he's put his life into this, and for everything to be summed up in one tweet. Um, which was insensitive, not racist. Um, when you got uh, Jessica Griffith, who sit there and actually was using the N word in an open conversation with Chandler Smith, and, and he then, put like mocking and, his and then mocking mocking them, and not only that, he put her in check, and she went with it again. When she issued an apology, this is on fans across the board. This is bullcrap. She issued an apology, and she gets the utmost support. Mm-hmm. Glassman does it, and all the athletes are saying, it's not good enough. You still own 100% of the stake. You need to get, you know, you need to sell your stakes off. You tell me who's a hypocrite. It's the freaking athletes, and it's the fans as well. Because if you thought Jess Griffith, Griffith, what she said is appropriate, especially to and in a private text conversation with someone who is black, um, it's not. Okay? it's. I'm not going to say this. There's white people across the world that have used those terms and black people use terms towards white people and it just goes on and on in a private conversation it doesn't mean it's acceptable it means it does happen let's not be fucking stupid or naive here but if you say something and it it directly impacts someone and they put you in check on that and you go ahead and go with it anyways because you think you're cool enough that's when it crosses the line in my opinion um you know i was a lot of people don't know this I was assistant manager at Champ Sports. It was a sporting goods store for like six years of my life. And um, two and a half to three years of those life, uh, or my life, I was in a, the entire staff was black. I was the only white dude. All of them. And greatest, one of some of the greatest times of my life was hanging out there in, in Dayton, uh, or actually it's Beaver Creek. And um, I, I learned a lot. They learned a lot about me too. They, they, didn't know white dudes listen to Wu Tang. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't know that white, you know, white dudes listen as much rap as they do, or, or it knows anything about their culture. And they didn't know a lot about the culture that I come from too. So it was a cool interaction, and um, I would say that those dudes are still really. Uh, I can actually, I still talk to them, not daily, but and it's been years since I've worked there. So 
Um, shout out to those guys. So he, Greg Glassman ended up resigning slash retiring. Um, they, everybody says to due to political pressure, but I found out that this ain't the first time he's kind of stepped down from the CEO. Uh, I believe Castro was CEO one other point in time for a few years, and then Glassman came back in because Castro wasn't doing, I guess, maybe he, what he wanted to be done. Uh, so he came back in. Uh, so he is retired, but he still maintains 100% ownership of CrossFit Inc. People tell him to sell, the, sell his shares off, and if I was him, I would f- say, fuck you. I'm not selling shit. Yeah. Why am I going to sell shit? Yeah, I wouldn't want to be told what to do, really, when I'm the one that came up with everything. Here you are benefiting on something I created. Yeah. And you're telling me I need I to sell be, shit? I would rather shut it down before I... Yeah. That's but maybe that's not a good thing either, because then other people suffer. I don't know. Which we're going to get into later. So, the you know, don't even think... Of it. You know, Katrin, she needs to really shut the hell up. I, I think opinions are great. But she's taking this to the extreme and saying it's not good enough. Well, you know what, Katrin, you're not perfect. I can guarantee that. And what he did was wrong. It's across the board unanimous. Everybody's saying that. He shouldn't have said what he did. I'm just confused at what they were expecting because they were, like, depending on what HQ does. And then they were telling him that he needed to step down. So and he, then he stepped down. down. And then it's still it's not, not good, good enough. enough. Yeah. Like, you know how it is. You can't, what do you, you want? You can't please you the money? people. Yeah. Right? You can't <laughs> please those people. Those people... I have had those people in my life, and they are you can't please them for anything. He could have walked away, shut down, sold everything, and then they're like, well, he's not dead. Yeah. Can you go die? Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, so people like that are just, uh, you know, she just needs to shut up, to be honest. You shared your opinion. We know where you stand. Uh, if you don't want to participate in CrossFit, guess what? No one's forcing you. I mean, it's that real. It's that it's that real. You don't have to do CrossFit, um, but we're gonna talk more about you later. Don't you worry, girl. Uh, Cleared hot podcast dropped. Uh, I told Jenna to watch this. She's been shooting a lot of pictures lately. She didn't get to watch it, so um, I'm gonna give a brief thing. If you haven't watched it, um, it's about 25 minutes long. Cleared hot podcast. Um, ex Navy SEAL. Uh, part of Dev Grew. He was on CrossFit HQ staff for many years, even while he was active duty SEAL. Um, he was a flow master, which means he was over, he overseen um, a staff of L1 trainers um, and at seminars. Uh, Andy Stump is his name. Look it up. It's really good. And his podcast is really good, too. He is uh, kind of like me. He just don't give a hell, and uh, he'll say what's on his mind, but he's also, um, he's not, he is an asshole. <laughs> he's definitely an asshole, but he'll listen to outside perspectives, and he will um, not be afraid to have a good conversation, even if he is in the wrong. So, uh, real quick, he worked with them forever. He ended up being Greg Glassman's private pilot, so he was with him. This was after he got injured. Uh, CrossFit, he rehabbed through CrossFit. That's how he found it. Got involved in the community. He was one of the per- people who got the actual um, uh, deal with Reebok done initially. Um, so 10 years ago, he is one of the guys that was working really hard on that. Um, 
He set up the Kenya thing that we were talking about where it was built schools for Kenya. He was a part of that. Uh, he did. He was on the staff, flew Greg around. <clears throat> he talked about the inside culture of CrossFit HQ and how basically him and everybody at HQ uh, is at fault for um, allowing Greg to do what he's done and getting away with it. And in and, and short term, he's he was a womanizer. Um, he would he would make really really off the wall comments. One which was he was riding in a car with a female. He didn't name names with the female whose husband, she was married, husband was deployed. And they were talking, and he said to her that he, well, hopefully they can do a hero wad of her husband's someday soon. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's mm. fucked up. Um, he he would target women in HQ. He would be and he would, they, as them being mean or no, sexist, sexist, or, like to go after them sexually. Oh, um, he would have women in his crosshairs per se. Um, where they would be traveling and they would just he would just book one hotel room, not two. Um, so they so would he's to, a creeper. Cool. Yes, it, it, it was kind of. He said that basically, Andy said that he was told that he ha- he suffers from the same thing Tiger Woods does. Did, whatever. What do you mean? Uh, just. I don't know what the medical term is, but he just always had to have sex nonstop. Hmm. Um, and he couldn't control it. It was just, it, it was, I, a, it was an urge mentally. So I don't know. I'm not going to get into that side of that, but uh, he l- released some uh, very specific details, uh, I guess his broad details. Um, but in the end, he is fear. He said at no one at HQ speaks up because of their NDA and uh, lit- litigation to come against them. He said he know he's he's going to face that from HQ. He's prepared and he said that um, if HQ wants to come after him, he'll burn this whole motherfucker down. <laughs> That's how he ended his podcast. Oh. So, well, more that to makes me com- feel like he has more that He no, he has specifics. He said don't take my broad comments as if I don't have specific names, times and details of exactly what happened and if you want to come at me that's what he dropped the mic on that one. Um, so, uh, if you haven't checked that out, check that out. Subscribe to that dude does amazing things as well um, for charity, and he's sponsored by Red Bull. He does some wings wingsuit jumps. Oh, uh, yeah, he does that right. crazy stuff. Um, so, where does Greg go from here? What do you think? What what happens to the old Greg Glassman from now on? Well, sounds like he needs therapy. So <laughs> maybe he should start there. Um. Okay, let's let's say he steps down, right? He has stepped down. He's now just retired, sitting there. Just he's still going to be doing the same thing. Okay. Now the question is, how much input is he going to have on Dave Castro? Well, if he's still one hundred percent owner, owner mm-hmm. then he has everything. He has everything. So, but that's not that's not. Usually, though, when you have someone that when you're ahead of something, you have a board. The board has power as well. Okay, you have you have stake owners and things like that. So, 
Yeah, but he still oversees it. So just I'm, like with the sport of CrossFit, he, he was not no, for that. You, no, you're right. I'm, what I'm saying is CrossFit doesn't have that. They don't have a board. Oh. Um, they don't have – There's really he has literally 100% of the power, which is okay. It's his. Yeah. I would not want to create yeah. a board here at CrossFit Excess and then have them tell me how things to, should be done because – Guess what? They're not in my head. They're not. They didn't create this. If there was a board here, I'd be like, "We need to nap for the <laughs> warm up." Um, I think he's probably he's going to lay low for a while, and uh, I think we'll see his head pop back up because I wouldn't blame him. Uh, this is his baby. This is his thing, um, and you know, I seen there's less than 2,000 CrossFit affiliates that are supposedly going to be de-affiliating. There's over 15,000 affiliates in the world, okay? So we're still talking about a micro amount of CrossFit gyms in the grand scheme of things. Um, you know, I this kind of reminds me of this. Uh, I was listening to, this was like a while ago, it was a Dak Shepard podcast. He has one. And he had he always has like, these specialists on there or like people that are professionals and something. Um, and this one guy, he studied the presidents and he knew like all these crazy things, but he was basically like talking about what, like, would you rather have somebody? Would you rather (laughs) that could be dangerous? Oh yeah. Like, would you rather have somebody like that has like a shitty personal life and like not good morals and like does, a good job at what they do as a president, like, or would you, I don't know how he worded it, like, like, don't let that affect, like, their morals affect, like, how they do their job, pretty much, is what he was saying. Are you shitting me right now? What? This is pretty awesome. So you don't even know this. She doesn't know this. I'm covering this whole thing. I didn't even know about the podcast, but I brought this up later in the podcast, and I think it's going to be awesome to talk about. Because oh. I think you're totally, I think you're totally right. I think there's so much that goes into this. Yeah, I think uh, at the same time, like people don't. I mean, we can get into it later, but I, I think in people's minds, they like don't want to support someone who doesn't have the same values. But like, we would have never known like a lot of those things in his personal life, and like. I don't know. I don't think um, just from like what you're saying that it's right that he's like saying sexual things to these girls, but it's also their option to not work for him or for them to expose him. I know there's like an NDA or whatever, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not blaming them at all because that's a shitty situation, but. Well, Andy Stump, he he covers that. He said they they reward you so well with on the financial side, yeah, it's you hard. Deal with it. You have it's hard to walk away. And he yeah. he was making he's being compensated very well. He said, and um, it was hard for him to walk away. But he ended up walking away because of all this. He just never spoke up until now. Yeah. Um. What does what does this mean for CrossFit in general? So he steps down. Um, he walks away. Um, what does this mean for? How does this affect you? To be honest, let's just... Right now, it doesn't. Okay. So none of this has directly affected you? No, I don't really care that much, to right. be honest. 
And to be and clear, I'm not being yes, like to a, make clear this up because someone's going to take this shit wrong. Oh, she it doesn't, doesn't affect you, so you don't care. Yeah, it's. She's not saying that. She's. It doesn't affect. This doesn't affect me. Let's be real. It doesn't affect me. I own a gym, so. I think I just do that for self-preservation too. Like it doesn't affect me. I'm not saying that's not an issue, but like I'm not going to stress out about it right now. You're not quitting CrossFit. Yeah, I'm not quitting. Okay, so you. Uh, we'll talk about that later. So, um, yeah, uh, it doesn't affect me as far as what it doesn't mean for what doesn't mean for CrossFit. We're about to find out. Um, people can speak out all they want, but there's a vast, vast majority, probably I would say 95% that haven't said anything and haven't changed anything. Um, and we're gonna talk more about that later. So, uh, Castro is the now the CEO of CrossFit. How do you feel about this? I think he's a douche too, but (laughs) (laughs) I also don't know him. I just know what he comes off as, so. Yeah, he's a buddy-buddy with all the games athletes, you know. Uh, I think as soon as he was a CEO, I think people were like, oh, is regionals coming back? Yeah. Are we getting rid of sanctionals? Are we doing this? I mean, you know, I think all that's going to come to light after this game season. Um, Dave's already messed up. We'll talk about that here in a second. But we did put a poll up, um, and that is um, how they felt if if Dave Castro was going to be good for CrossFit in essence. And as a CEO, 83% said no, and 17% said yes. How'd you vote? I didn't. You're a dick. So this was over 70 votes that took place. So, yes, that doesn't mean – that uh, it's incredibly accurate because I hate when I see a poll online and I was never asked. And I was like, I didn't vote that way. But um, this is the information that we do have. Um, I voted yes, that it would be a positive. Uh, And you know for a fact that I'm not a Dave Castro fan at all. Um, And my, my thought behind this was, there's nobody else that could step up. Dave was always going to be the CEO. Dave was always going to, you know, if CrossFit disappeared and Glassman died, Dave was going to run it. Yeah, but there's a reason that he felt comfortable choosing him because I don't know if they have the same values. Well, or it's because they were both standing there by themselves alone at the CrossFit ranch and they created CrossFit games together. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You're going to have that bond with that person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's just the reality. Dave is a D-bag. Um, he's a prick. He has he even has a shirt um, that Dave Crouch is a prick. But sometimes that persona is not okay. Let's let example. Let's use me. I can be viewed as a dick, and <laughs> and I can be. But it doesn't mean I don't have compassion. That I don't care. Um, that I won't listen to someone. That I won't admit when I'm wrong. So on the outside, the perception can be X. And I've always wondered, and I actually talked to a guy. Um, we had the the pleasure of having a guy from uh, the SEAL community. Uh, two of them came and worked out. One of them worked out. One of them went to a powerlifting gym, but for uh, about five days. And I got to ask him if he if he knew Dave, and uh, he did. And um, I asked him about his persona. He said he never had a problem with him, and he said he never really, you know. He heard that he was a good instructor inside the SEAL community. So, um, it's that outside perception. 
I, I really he could I see him going to CrossFit boxes and working out with all these local gyms all the mm-hmm. time. You tell me who whether CEO or head of CrossFit Games is going to go there because you know what he's not a great athlete. Yeah. You know, and he comes. He he was he was tip the spear as far as part of Dev Group, which I just found out, and uh, which is the highest you can get in, in the SEAL community. And he's humble enough to go inside these com- communities and do these workouts and not worry about his score. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. So I'll give you props there, Dave. And I'm hoping that uh, you do do well. And I think that's why I voted is there's nobody else could have stepped in and, and done this. He knows the ins and outs. He, he can do this. Um, I think that Andy Stump said it best. you got to give Dave an opportunity to see what he can do. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's at least earned that. Um, so he also said he's no longer programming for CrossFit Games. He hinted at Rich Froning doing them. This was his first mistake as a CEO <laughs> uh, because Rich Froning had no idea about it. He never talked to Rich Froning. That was the first. It was off a Zoom call. He th- he tweeted about it, mm-hmm. uh, said he wouldn't be programming for 2021 and that Rich Froning could be taking the place of that and Rich Froney said fired back and said hey I it'd be an, an honor the greatest honor if that was ever to happen this is the first I heard about it but we have bigger issues in front of us with affiliates yeah. and CrossFit maybe he was trying to get him not to leave <laughs> I don't think Rich is leaving uh I don't know Rich Froney I think he he did condone it um but at the same time uh I he also has a business. He also has a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't say anything. Um, but I'm just going to say I don't think he was leaving. I think he's kind of waiting to see um, what's going on here. I, I can't see Froning ever leaving CrossFit because, in, in all honesty, he's the opposite of Katrin. Um, he appreciates what, what CrossFit has done for him, what it allows him to do, and what it allows him to continue to do. He could walk away and de-affiliate and all this crap and be just fine. Um, but I think he's like me. He is loyal to a fault sometimes, and um, he will show his loyalty and his appreciation because he knows that without CrossFit Games, without falling off that rope, um, without the Reebok sponsorship, he would he would he'd have been doing something else. It's that simple. Okay. Um, more athletes have now exited the 2020 CrossFit Games. How many is it now? I don't know. Did you, did you screenshot it? There, it wasn't all of them. It wasn't updated yet. Oh, okay. Well, there's been a list. Um, how do you feel about that? I don't know. It's their prerogative. It's their decision. I. If you're 31st on the list for females and someone exited and you got to go to the Games, would you go? Yeah. Okay. That's my point. You know what? All 30 on each side could drop out. Guess who's waiting to go? Yeah, someone else. The next 30 on each side. And if those 30 drop out, guess who's waiting to go? The next 30. And then you'll be at home watching. You'll be at home watching, being pissed off that you're like, there's a time to stand up and I get it. And you can prove a point. But don't forget what your livelihood is. I think you can do, I think you can do do both. both. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And we're going to talk about that too. Um, more affiliates have unaffiliated, supposedly. I put that in parentheses. Um, 
I don't think they're going to stay. I don't think they're going to stay unaffiliated. I really don't. They're. Go- I was telling someone asked me about why do why do affiliates stay affiliated, and I said, CrossFit name is powerful. Well, it's a brand. It's a brand, but also people rarely search for fitness. They may they may type that in, but if they want CrossFit, they're not typing in fitness. They're typing in CrossFit, mm-hmm. right? And um, the SEO for the search engine, um, that's a that's a huge thing, man. If you don't think that word is tied in, and if it's not tied in your your um, what you call it, your website and such, and through all your SEO, you're mistaken. But that word is very very strong. I do not want people that wants that want to do boot camp to come to our gym. Yeah, I think also just I don't know like what it is, but doing I know it's all in the grand scheme of things just fitness and yep. working out, but like I can't imagine using someone's like methodology or whatever and then for years and it be I mean, it's like under CrossFit, and then but just you can't all, say it. And then all of a sudden, like you're not doing that anymore. You are, but you aren't. Yeah. Technically, you are, but you're not advertising as CrossFit. Yeah. Fun- no, you're doing functional fitness, yeah. and that's the big thing, right? So, you know, I I say this when people search CrossFit, we are a CrossFit gym. We're not a boot camp. Yeah. We're not your everyday boot camp. It, what we do in here, you know, has it stunned our our overall growth, yep, that's okay. I don't care. Our mission for the gym is on the right line. You know, it, it really is. And could there be some six-week challenges? Could there be a boot camp? Could be? Could we do things for high school sports? Yep, but that's not what we do. We do CrossFit, and we do it really, really well. We have a great CrossFit community. We do that really well. Uh, we do CrossFit. We, we train at a high level. We, we program at a high level. We coach at a high level. It's because you know why? It's what our focus is. Mm-hmm. If you focus on five things, you're not going to be great at all of them. It's impossible because some's going to take some time here, and it's going to take away from this. It's like having two gyms. I can't imagine operating two gyms and having the same love for every person inside that gym. You can't. I can't go down the street to access two without hurting excess one's feelings that I'm spending more time down there because it's the new gym. It's like me turning my back on gym number one. Like there, I don't care how much money w- there would be to be made. It would never happen. Money, there, I, this gym can make more than enough money with less than 200 members, no problem. Less than 150, no problem. Because it's set up for that. It's set up to make money and to be very successful financially without having need two to three hundred members. All right. All right. So CrossFit's talking about setting up an affiliate board. Uh, I'm not spending much time on this, except I'm going to say that's stupid. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's stupid? I think when you add more people into something, it just never goes well. The same with people that have, like, six owners or some shit. Like, how does that all work together? I don't I just feel like it creates more issues. I don't think that there's an issue with having 
multiple viewpoints and um, like directions on where to go, but I don't think you really even need a board for that. And no one likes meetings. <laughs> Let's be real. It's just about the meeting. So just send an email. Um, here's my issue with the board. First off, the people that are trying to name for the board have no right to be on the board. Rich Froning has no right to be on the CrossFit board. You know why? The Philly board. You know why? Because he doesn't run his gym. He doesn't run his gym. He does not do the daily. He does not do the day-to-day. He's an anomaly. Mm-hmm. He has a successful gym. Not because of what the product, now I'm, I'm sure the product's good, but who doesn't want to train or coach there? They're getting paid very well. I'm not saying they don't have a good community because I, I think he's, he is kind of like that, but he doesn't run that. So he should not sit, he doesn't know what I go through daily. Mm-hmm. And just because you're in a 10-year affiliate, that doesn't mean you know what I do daily. You're Jason Kalipa or you're Ben Bergeron, you know, Andy Sakamoto, like, they don't know what I do. They're 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 on a dip, they're on the the top one percent of gyms. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got a problem with the uh, board because they can't even get their fucking CrossFit affiliate forms right. I go in there and I voice I, I voice a, an honest opinion that's not derogatory or mean or attacking, and I get banned from it. That's the people we want. Yeah. On this, you can't even get along in an affiliate forum without banning someone. And you're going to be able to sit on a board and make critical decisions about CrossFit? Hell no. We already know CrossFit across the board typically is dramatic within its communities. Right? There's been a lot of shit talking going down, and I am personally tired of the drama. How about you? Yeah, it's annoying. I'm pretty much just over this year, so... (laughs) Just go on to the next one. Hopefully it'll be better. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, could always be worse, man. Um, so this week's episode, um, CrossFit HQ isn't the problem. We are. All right. So I asked Jenna what that meant to her. And what'd you say? Well, we're all quitting CrossFit. Not me, but other people and... We already said you could be both. You can speak out against what's wrong, but you don't have to quit. Just find another way kind of thing. It's almost, I'm going to say this in the most respectful way I can, Jenna. You're almost being like a fucking baby. Mm-hmm. Right? You're not getting, okay, you wanted this. Now you're now you got that. Now you want this, and you're not getting it. Now you're going to throw your... Now you're off in the corner with your blankie and you're throwing a temper tantrum because he is still 100% owner. Well, guess what? He's going to be. So what are you going to do about it? You're going to cry about it or are you going to move on from it? You tell me what... Four months ago, how the fuck did this affect you? Yeah. Were you not enjoying CrossFit, loving CrossFit, looking forward to CrossFit games and the same shit was going on? You just didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. One tweet... Well, now more stuff is coming yep, out. More stuff doesn't change it. It doesn't change it for me. He is one person, one guy, one thing. He's never been in my affiliate. My, most of my members don't know who he is, and I'm okay with that. Uh, there's a saying, it all starts at the top. Uh, while this may be true for the typical business owner slash affiliate owner, it doesn't mean it, does that mean it's true for CrossFit HQ? Um, 99% of 
Other businesses, it's yes. It all starts at the top. For CrossFit HQ, it's a yes and no. Okay. We already know what the yeses are. Here's the no. All right. CrossFit HQ has always allowed affiliates to run their own show. You can run your gym however you want, good or bad. If you run a successful gym, CrossFit HQ does not take credit. If you run a shitty gym, CrossFit HQ does not condone you. They allow us to do whatever we want. They don't run us. Mm -hmm. Greg Glassman doesn't run CrossFit Excess. He doesn't run your guys' gym. So, guess what? It's, it doesn't start with CrossFit HQ. It starts with your owner. If you Across the board, we've talked about rep shaving, um, segregating your members, uh, allow, your owners allowing something to happen that, they sh that shouldn't. When they allow that and they continue to allow that, they create division inside your own community. CrossFit HQ, that's not their fault. That is not their fault. CrossFit HQ, they're, they're handling their own stuff. They have other things going on. But each affiliate has always been allowed to independently operate how they see fit, mm -hmm. which is unique because we are a brand. We pay an affiliation. Tim Hortons has to do certain things. McDonald's has to do certain things within their franchise, right? They can't just say, you know what? I'm not going to serve. I'm going to make my own sandwich. Mm -hmm. They're not. They're not creating their own. They're not, they don't have chefs back there making different style donuts. No, they're all serving the same stuff. Each gym, you have your own chef. They can create whatever concoction they want, and it allows for the untapped freedom to do whatever you want with inside your four walls. All right? And you're only judged by your members. You're not judged by your CrossFit HQ. I think that's a good thing and a bad thing, though. Absolutely. Why do you think it's a bad thing? Because there's a lot of shitty gyms. Okay, why is it a good thing? And they're making... Well, I think it's a good thing because you can... If you know what you're doing and you are a good business owner and coach, then your gym will run smooth. You're saying something else about the bad... I don't remember. That was quick. Uh, so why now? Are, why are now all these gyms de-affiliating when CrossFit HQ has done nothing for them in the past and still isn't doing anything for them? I kind of talked about this earlier, right? Someone said, "Why? I don't understand why people still pay $3,000 a year. And it's because of the name. The name is powerful. It represents what we do on a daily basis in here. If I go to Excess Fitness... Can we still do the same stuff? Yes, but guess who doesn't know it? Everybody outside of our gym. I'm going to attract people who are interested in fitness, who thinks they're going to come in, they're going to think of machines, uh, uh, what you call it, stair-stepper type stuff, aerobics, uh, boot camp, light, very dumb. You know, it, it's just not, it's not the atmosphere. It, the atmosphere is not that. Our atmosphere is... A CrossFit style atmosphere. We're in here, weights are banging, people are screaming. We have a great community. Um, you know, that is what we are. All right. So, why are they now just deaffiliating when CrossFit has done nothing for them in the past and still isn't doing anything for them? Why, Jenna? Why? Because mm -hmm. they're babies. I, that that's pretty harsh. Uh, I don't think I think any affiliate owner has the choice to do what they want. 
but I don't. I think it's a cop out. You're blaming. No, I think that they're doing it because other people are doing it. I don't. So maybe not a baby, but they're just doing it following because of their, suit. Yeah. So then you can't tell me that a lot of those people would have been like come up and thought of it on their own to deaffiliate. No, because you know why? Because it, it just now happened. I know, but that's what I'm saying. You're right. Like random people aren't just gonna randomly think of that. It's like one person or a couple people started doing it, and then it, I think even just like with the athletes, it's like. The athletes start saying stuff, and then they're like, oh, well, we're going to contribute this way. This is what we're going to do instead of, like, trying to change something. Instead I don't of, even know what you can change. Like, it's your own gym. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're not – nothing's going on in your gym, hopefully. I think probably other people, too, are contacting these gyms and, like, asking if they're going to now because other gyms have done it. So, like, are you going to do it? Like, and if you don't, then you are a racist. Yeah, now they're prejudiced. I kind of covered this. People are saying that gyms that do not de-affiliate or do, did not post a black square or did not post the hashtag, hashtag Black Lives Matter, people were talking to the affiliates and the, their members and calling them racist in essence because they didn't do that or that they don't care about black lives. Now they're being prejudiced. When I was growing up, it wasn't about racism. It was about prejudice. Yeah. That's all I ever heard when I was when I was growing up. It was don't be don't be so prejudiced. Well now they're being prejudiced, okay? They're being prejudiced and assuming that because I didn't put because I didn't put the hashtag up, they're assuming that because I didn't do that, that I don't care about black lives. So now you're you're being prejudiced towards me. Now which one's worse? Racism or prejudice? Because when I was growing up, it was all about being prejudiced. So now all of a sudden it's not because it's a different generation. I'm going to tell you straight up, man. Don't judge me. You got your own shit going on inside your Philly. If you got time to judge me, that's for sure. Um, how does de-affiliating really stick it to CrossFit HQ? That's what I'm hearing. We're going to stick it to CrossFit HQ and we're going to de-affiliate. You tell me how that does, how's that stick it to them? I mean, it doesn't really. They just lose money, a penny. So they're roughly estimating four million dollars of profit if all these gyms follow through and they deaffiliate. De- you know, it, it's just one of those skewed numbers. Look, it's four million dollars, but guess what? They're not accounting for Jenna. New affiliates. You think people aren't going to affiliate? You think people will still aren't going to go to the L one and start up a gym? Mm-hmm. So yeah, they may lose four million dollars. Let's say every single one of them deaffiliate. They may lose it. Okay, they blamed CrossFit HQ. They blamed Gray Glassman for deaffiliating. When some of these guys were already going to deaffiliate, it was part of the plan, or they already have and they just use the CrossFit name in their search engine and now are big enough that they don't have to. And it's still their prerogative. I don't judge them. I don't care. You do what you need to do for your affiliate, period. $4 million, they're, they're trying to blow it up, say, oh, it's $4 million, it's this or that. Well, dude, you're not accounting for every new affiliate that comes in. Let's say 2,000 affiliates de-affiliate. What happens when 600 affiliate? So now we're talking about 1,400. We're not talking about $4 million anymore. Okay? So that number is going to be skewed. And every year, every day, every fucking weekend that they have one of these damn L1 certifications... That number of 2,000 is going to continue to decrease over and over again. And if it takes five years, CrossFit don't give a shit. 
five years. It's five years. Because every affiliation, if you do if you de-affiliate, Jenna, and you're a eight or ten year affiliate, and your affiliation was um, some of them pay three hundred, some of them pay five hundred dollars a year. That's what they pay because they're grandfathered in. But every new affiliate you get is three thousand capped. You do the math. Now that now that number is even more skewed. This is what I hate about the media. They're they're making it sound like it's such a huge financial hit to CrossFit, but they're not talking about the real thing. And the real thing is there's going to be more gyms that affiliate. There's new owners are going to they're doing this. There's going to be new ones that open. And every time that those do that, that's three thousand dollars a year compared to five hundred dollars a year for someone who deaffiliated. So no, it's not four million dollars. I think that they're trying to make sure that no one affiliates and like everyone that has an affiliation deaffiliates. <laughs> yeah. So that they end up not having CrossFit pretty much anymore. Which is sad, right? Yeah, I mean whatever. It's their thing. So why to stay affiliated? Uh, I think it's plain and simple. What what does CrossFit affiliate mean to you? Nothing. So this <laughs> this okay. What's it mean to you? Um. Because you said earlier that it'd be kind of weird to be. I just feel like it's a, wrong. A CrossFit affiliate for so long and then just deaffiliate because of one person's one tweet. Yeah, I just. It's not even the fact that, um, it's not even the fact that the tweet, it's that, um, fuck, I keep forgetting what I'm going to say. I do it all the time. Don't feel bad. I can start talking and then see if you remember it. Cool. So, uh, why I personally think it's stupid to de-affiliate. Uh, since Jenna can't talk, um, <coughs> I said earlier, I think being loyal to a fault. All right. So without CrossFit, this gym would never existed. I would have never met anybody inside this gym. I probably wouldn't even know Jenna. Think about that. We wouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast. I wouldn't have this uh, communication uh, across, we wouldn't have this communication across internationally with other CrossFitters or people who are into fitness. Um, there's a lot of relationships I would have never had if it wasn't for CrossFit. And I think that's where cro- what CrossFit is to me. And people are like, well, we can have that by running, you know, excess fitness. No, you can't. And because I covered it earlier, people aren't looking for that. Well, and I think, like, people, nothing against, like, a Globo gym or, like, Planet Fitness or something, but, like, the community is completely different. Like, CrossFit is a community. Like, when you think of CrossFit, that's what, at least, what I think of. I don't think of, really, just a sport. I think of the community aspect, and, like, you don't have that at other gyms. That's what makes it so special. And that is what CrossFit is. CrossFit is not a tweet. CrossFit's not Greg. It's not these other things like whenever I try to when you like tell somebody like why they should come try CrossFit most of the time it's because of the community not just because of the workout you know Mm -hmm. like and people need that I think like especially when you get older and it's harder to make friends and stuff like that it's like that's a great way to do that but if you're just move to an area which we get a lot if someone moves here 
yeah. you don't know anybody, there's mm-hmm. what better way to get kind of folded into a community that maybe you just were forced to leave, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, I, I really can't say much more about it except that if if we weren't CrossFit Excess, okay, and we were fitness, whatever, how are we going to make sure, how are we going to get the people who are kind of fit the mold that we are now, which people who want to do CrossFit? People didn't come here looking for boot camp. It's just a different mentality, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That community, community that was created because of CrossFit, this gym that was created because of CrossFit, these friendships that was created because of CrossFit would never have existed. I'm loyal to that. I'm not loyal to Greg. I'm not loyal to Dave. I'm loyal to what CrossFit represents. And CrossFit does not represent his tweet. Like, get old, get over it. It's, it's just time to fucking move on. Like, seriously, we keep talking about this shit. It's, it, it's, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. You want to create awareness? Cool. But what the fuck CrossFit? What's, what's their affiliate, carrying their affiliation? What's that have to do with it? Now, this is my opinion. As an owner, other owners are going to be like, well, you're fucking stupid. That's fine. I don't care. Well, I wouldn't have known you, and that's bullshit. If it wasn't for CrossFit. We put up a poll asking if de-affiliating created change or caused division. Did you vote on this one? No. What would you vote since you didn't vote like an asshole? Uh, would it create division or cause division? I mean, I think it's... Cre- or, I'm sorry. I think it's creating a division. Create change or would it cause division? No. I think it's causing division. Okay. So, uh, over 70 votes was on this one. 64% said create division. 36% said create change. I said create division. Um, and I'm going to give you a little backstory on why. But uh, I actually had someone message me about this, and I kind of explained them to them that why I felt that it was creating division inside it's just it's inside the community if if there's division within your let's say you have an average CrossFit CrossFit gym has anywhere from 10 to 30 gyms around them unless you're in a bigger city that's like 50 to 100 inside if there's division inside the own community meaning how you perceive me in my direction on not posting a black square, and that causes a division with those two gyms. You think that they're only they're only gym that's going to cause division amongst? No, it's it's going to be if there's ten, you could have division, say fifty percent division. So now what? Now you don't get along because of what? Greg Glassman said something. You decided to put up a black square. You weren't going to put that up anyways. All right, whatever. All right, so I'm going to read you something, and uh, I kind of saved this. <laughs> Uh, I was in the Dayton Affiliate Forums. A guy came in there. Did I share that last podcast? I thought I did. Mm-hmm. Kind of, He put all the affiliate owners on blast, told them they were uh, gutless and had no balls because they didn't post uh, a black square and that he was looking at all of our social media and he was ashamed of all of us for not putting up Black Lives Matter. He expected more from us, us, but in essence, really, he didn't know why he expected more from us. Um, he just shamed us. This is a local Philly owner, okay? So uh, no one, one person responded, and he just said basically he didn't give a fuck what this guy said. So one guy actually said something. Hey, I don't get involved in social media, uh, but you know it's not right for you to come here and call us all out because he literally posted this like a day after all this went down, okay? 
he wasn't allowing any, anybody, an, an affiliate, to process or see what they want to do or what they felt was right for their own affiliate. Because he did it, we were all assholes, okay? So, of course, I chimed in because I don't, I don't like people attacking others. Like, I've, always, I've said this for a long time. It's not about drama to me. It's about, I, don't, I hate fucking bullies. I've always hated bullies. I hate someone picking on someone else and then no one else speaking up. And you're not going to come in and ridicule all these owners and me be cool with it. All right? So, I responded in the fact of like, hey, your opinion, you know, first off, you come in, you say we're gutless. We have no balls. That's the problem. You can't come in and start saying it. When you start off your stuff with that, how can you, what kind of, what kind of conversation is that going to create? Yeah, nothing good. Um, and I basically said, I've, I don't, I've never respected this guy's opinion because he's always been kind of an asshole in the community. And, um, I was respectful, but also let him know like, Hey man, it's, you can't do this and expect good things to happen. And, uh, he fired back at me and also the affiliate owners again. This is the, the division I'm talking about. Brody Mays, against my better judgment, just for one last hurrah, I will let Brody drag me into just one response. Because he said he wasn't going to respond anymore. But he, now he's blaming me for responding. But that's all you're get, getting, which I know disappoints you because you thrive in this shit. Okay, he's saying I thrive on the drama. No, I just don't like bullies. In fact, I'm sure you're right up there with Glassman on the amount of people you've turned off to CrossFit. All right, so I've turned people off to CrossFit, supposedly. Um, you're lame and played out, bro. Nobody goes to your shitty, haphazardly programmed bullshit competition anymore. And the 14 clients that you still have just stick around because you don't have any other, they don't have any other options. Funny you come to all these people's rescue, meaning the affiliate. I stepped up to, for these affiliate owners because you should hear the things they have to say about you in the past. And I really don't give a fuck what people say about me in the past. I'm going to defend people who aren't can't openly defend themselves. I don't care what you or anybody on this page reading thinks of me. My commitment to do better includes calling out cowardly racists who look Cowardly racists who looked the other way and refused to speak up, a.k.a. every decent human being who considers himself a leader has done in the past two weeks. So he's saying we are bad leaders now. And that's what I meant, Mikey. Everybody does. Now he's directing this to another, the other guy who responded to him. I got that message yesterday. So you know what I did? I browsed your social medias and didn't see a single genuine heartfelt statement from anybody, not a single one silence other than a black box and a quote over the last two weeks since George Floyd was murdered in our country's experienced racial division like no other time in history. Are you fucking kidding me? Outside the civil rights movements in the 60s. That's bullshit. I keep to myself and I don't look at stupid, unoriginal bullshit all of you post. Unlike how much you all watch all of our Instagram stories and snoop around on our social media. So it came to a shock to me. It's unacceptable and instantly made me lose all respect for all of you. Back to you, you fucking misogynic scumbag. Fuck you. This is to me. Difference between me and you is I would say all this shit to your face. Say something disrespectful to my face and I guarantee you'll regret it. You soft snowflake bitch made coward. Reply to all you want. I'm not going to read it. I'm out. He was so tough. He was so tough, he deleted it. But not before I snagged it. This fucking guy. First off, you all know me. 
and Jenna can say that you may you may think I use a podcast as this like I wouldn't say anything to anybody. I'll say it to his fucking face a hundred times over. He wants he's like, Well, you won't say it because I'll beat your ass. Look, I fought for ha- almost half my life I fought. I don't need to fight to prove anything to anybody. I'm gonna fight to defend myself and defend someone else. Someone wanted to take this physical. I, no one intimidates me. No one scares me. No one phases me in that direction. There's what, what I'm going to get beat up. That's the worst thing that happens. If someone tries to kill me, I'm going to kill them. Like you know what I mean? Like I'm going to get beat up potentially. It doesn't scare me. It may scare other people. For me to get punched in the face, it doesn't scare me. But when people talk to like this, this is an owner inside of our own affiliate or our own group inside in the Dayton area. Not only did he come in, he goes to our page attacking everybody within is a day, blasting us. And then he, this is the response to, to me and to this other guy, Mike, who really doesn't post. We're the only two ever post. Um, you know, it's a shame. This is the division. I can never imagine. I can never imagine. First off, calling out someone publicly like that. When he did all of us. For a decision that they get to make for their own affiliate. And I want to let you know straight up. This guy's affiliation sucks. And that's just the reality. And I hate to say that. But the reality is. That's what it is. And it's almost. It, it sucks. It sucks not for him. It sucks for everybody. That is, is a part of that. Because he's spending so much effort here. Well, Why don't you take that passion and, and, and stuff like that. And put it inside your own affiliate. I don't get it. You can attack me all you want. I don't care. It doesn't phase me. It's not going to change how I feel about CrossFit. All right? No threat. No acts of violence. No name calling. is going to change to what I know CrossFit has done for me. and has done for every single person inside of our affiliate. It has done for so many people across the world. We talk about 15,000 affiliates worldwide. A lot of people. Even if they only average 60 persons per gym, right? What do you think of when I read that? Uh, I think there's douchey people all the time. And, so. gu- and guess what? It doesn't affect what we do inside here. Yeah. This comment doesn't affect us, and that's my point of this. It's not This guy's clearly crazy or something or insecure you know, 14 members. I, I thought it was funny because that same day we had 14 at our uh, 5.30 a.m. that next day. So I just find it, I, I like irony. Um, we're not the biggest gym. We'll never be the biggest gym, but our goal is not to be the biggest gym. I just don't let other stupid people like that affect me. It doesn't even phase me. I laugh at stuff like that, right? So this is just one example how it's going to create division. Are all, all owners like this? Hell no, but they do exist, and he's definitely one of them. And that's what I'm saying. You get one person inside of it, a group, and then they start attacking others. It creates what? Division. Mm-hmm. I'll never look at this guy ever the same. I never looked at him like he was this awesome person and great owner. But it's just a point of it's just it's just it's out there. Mm-hmm. It's way out there. So it's there. It's his choice. He can he can be that way. He can be uh, and ridic- he can ridicule all he wants. Other gyms can ridicule other gyms for not posting Black Lives Matter. 
It doesn't matter. What this is all about, it doesn't change what CrossFit is. It doesn't change what I do on the daily. Are you are you kidding me? Everything was going great until two weeks ago, and now all of a sudden it's, you know, I can't believe you're not de-affiliating. Well, why can't you believe it? Well, because we're doing it, and everybody's doing it. Well, guess what? I'm part of that, and I'm, I'm part of that. I'm not everybody. I'm, I'm somebody. We're all somebody. So stop telling me everybody's doing something because that's not the case because I'm not doing it. And there's a lot of people who aren't doing it, and there's, all, there's some that are. And I'm not looking down on them. It's their choice. Does this affiliate owner represent his gym? Yes. And this is what I'm talking about. Explain to me the difference between him saying what he just did on an open forum and what Greg tweeted, what he did. Yeah. What What is the difference? You tell me. This is all about what I'm talking, the, the damn fucking topic. CrossFit HQ isn't the problem. We are. This guy is a problem. Nothing he said is any different than what Greg tweeted. He's dividing. He's being insensitive to other people, their thoughts and their beliefs. He's being prejudiced. And he blasted all Dayton affiliate owners. All of us. All right? So him doing that and Greg doing it, in my opinion, is the same thing. Insensitive, shouldn't have done it, and he looks like an asshole. All right? The difference is Greg at least apologized. Even if he didn't fucking mean it, all right? At least he did, all right? Um, both are insensitive, are both not insensitive and reckless, absolutely. He represents his members, but does he represent how they feel? Uh, no, I'm sure there's many different opinions, but they can leave if they don't like it. I know, a couple, we know a couple people that go there. They're cool people. I have no problem with them. They may probably, they may not even know about any of this or ever will. I don't look at them differently. And my point is, what Greg did doesn't mean we look at we should look at CrossFit any differently than we have before. Did Greg Glassman force him to say that, or did he say it on himself? No, he said it himself. Yeah, but he blames Glassman for de-affiliating, when in reality, an owner like this shouldn't even be an affiliate anyways. Someone that talks like that, someone that calls out other affiliate owners like that and is... Overly aggressive when I'm aggressive, but overly aggressive in a disrespectful manner, name calling, putting down, assuming they know anything about your membership, uh, trying to attack, that is uncalled for. It's under it's unappreciated, and then there's no there's no room for that inside of the actual affiliate owners. And I'm an affiliate owner, and I know others would be like this guy's wacko. He's to blame, not CrossFit HQ. He's the tip of the iceberg when it comes to bad gyms around the world, though. We've talked about that. Jenna said that was a bad thing about being an affiliate, right? Because there are bad gyms. And we know that. We've How do we know that? We do a podcast on it. We've had people tell us. We get people that message us. And we've covered a lot of those things. You know, another D, uh, I'm sorry, another um, YD affiliating causes a division. Jason Kalipa, North Cal CrossFit or NC Fit because he can't use CrossFit because they wouldn't let him maintain the NC Fit for every affiliate, and he got pissed about that All right, because he was on the staff for a long time. Here is his statement. NC Fit has always been about love and acceptance. Our mission at NC Fit is to live better, and living better means nothing while standing by in the face of racism, injustice, and hate. This week, our team will be releasing our full efforts on how we plan to both immediately support the black community, 
all the people of color as well to take steps to evolve our company's policies and ensure that our core values never are compromised. Okay. So he releases a statement. And guess what Jason does the same damn week that the same last week, same week that Glassman steps down and retires. Guess what he does? He opens up an option to buy into NC Fit as a franchise. The same week. He he deaffiliates less than a week before this and then opens up and rolls out a plan for people to buy into NorCal CrossFit as an affiliate. What's that make you think? We question the timing of the athletes or what they're saying. We question what the athletes are saying. Are they actually going to follow through with their commitment to the injustice that they are speaking out against inside their underprivileged communities? We talked about that. What's this make you think when he, he releases a statement, but in one week's time, he de-affiliates and then he launches a, a plan for gyms to pay him an affiliation fee? Yeah. What's that make you think? Does he care about the community? Does that show care for the community? I don't know. I think he's just trying to create more revenue than the community probably. But he cares about, has always been about love and acceptance. Our mission at NCFIT is to live better. And he talked about in the face of racism, injustice, and hate. Tell me this. Two weeks ago. Is that the first time ever that racism, injustice, and hate has ever existed? No. Okay, so then... But they're meaning within CrossFit. They didn't say that. Yeah, but that's what he's referring to. Yeah, I know what he's referring to. How can he roll out a project as large scale as this that quickly? Or was he waiting for the dumpster fire to finally happen inside CrossFit HQ? There is no way, he said, from the time that this happened... To now, there is no way they created a way to sign up as an affiliate yeah. for NC Fit, right? So Jason waited until now to, in his quote, support the black community and all people of color. Did a tweet finally wake him up to the sense that he also, I'm sorry, did a tweet finally wake him up to the sense that he is also trying to create a division? He's creating division by doing this. You have someone who's a prominent person inside the CrossFit community has been for the longest time, owns and owns affiliates, not anymore. He could literally just kind of like, hey, this is wrong. We shouldn't do this, but hey, let's fix this because I love CrossFit. I love the CrossFit community. He deems that Glassman's racist, and that's a very strong term. People are entitled to entitled to their own opinion, but black owners have even spoke out that they didn't read Glassman's comments as racist themselves. They are the ultimate judge in this personal, or they're the ultimate judge for this in my personal opinion. I Meaning if you're a black CrossFit community affiliate owner, I would say his, their opinion on his statement carries more weight than mine. Yes or no? Mm, I think that they have a different perspective. Perspective, yeah. I, not more weight. They, have a def, they definitely have a different perspective than I do, mm-hmm. right? All right, so does things like this help or hurt the CrossFit community, Jenna, in your opinion? Well, it creates division, as we said. Yeah, but does it help or hurt the CrossFit it community? It hurts it. It okay. doesn't help. 
Uh, does this create unity or division? Division. Okay. If Jason cared about CrossFit community, why wouldn't he wait until roll all this out and help build what he says is so damaged? Just like what I said. Why wouldn't he just kind of, if he has this, he clearly had this in his back pocket because there's no way you can unveil all this within a few days. It's just impossible to do it right. I don't think it was good timing. <laughs> like, if you're that concerned about it, and then what's about the, the situation, then, like, why are you talking about business? Yeah. Right. Castro was uh, kind of condoned by froning for the timing of his tweet about doing being programming for games, right? Which Rich Froning, for him to do that, he would have to retire from CrossFit as well. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that he's considering retiring for the 2021, right? That's been brought up as well. If he really cares about the community, the CrossFit community, why wouldn't he use his power? Why wouldn't he use his, his fame inside our community and the respect that he has to build something that he loves that actually allowed him to create and see fit? Mm-hmm. Drives me nuts. It's because he's a businessman. He's trying to make all the money off the affiliates who are de-affiliating. That's what it comes down to. He wants money. He sees an opportunity. And he's trying to take it. But all he talks is about community, caring for the community, loving the community. But he's actually driving a bigger wedge in between CrossFit and its own communities. So I applied for the licensed NorCal affiliate. (laughs) I want to see what it cost. And this is what I got. Thank you for your interest in becoming an official NCFIT licensed partner, exclamation point. You will be the first to receive updates. We are still working out the details, but our mission is clear. We are launching this to provide an even deeper level of support and leadership for businesses that want to grow alongside us. More to come. You fucking kidding me? Yeah, that doesn't seem very confident in the direction that they're going. They just threw it out there, it looks like. Like they threw it together. Come and join NC Fit. Become an affiliate. We're not ready yet. But we're throwing it out there for all you gems that are de-affiliating. We have more to come. We're going to get you with this, okay? They're trying to take advantage of people de-affiliating. They're not trying to create unity inside the CrossFit community. He don't even care about the CrossFit community because he's de-affiliating. I'm just saying. One other... One other God bless what? me. Holy <laughs> That's crap. That's the first time that's ever happened. That is. One of their taglines was, we... Don't have time for negativity. What the hell do you call this? Yeah. So you're going to put a tagline. We've talked about that. If you put, um, uh, integrity across your wall inside of a CrossFit gym and you don't have integrity, are you not looking stupid? Yeah. Hell yeah, you are. So athletes are still speaking out and protesting CrossFit HQ. Um, the exact number that stepped away from CrossFit games this year, uh, it's its not a huge list. But I guess out of 30, maybe, say, 15% or 20%. Okay, not half. Um, do you think people look up to CrossFit athletes? Mm-hmm. Why do you think they do? Uh, we thought you don't really look mean, up. You don't look up to them. You don't compare. But they have to motivate you. I I don't think it's that I don't like, I don't know. 
they don't like inspire me per se other than they just like have worked super hard i guess i don't know you know who athletes I don't inspire like an asshole saying that well i think athletes inspire those who can't ever reach that pinnacle most of the time yeah i mean i think it's just a lot of hard work i don't think it's not inspiring what they're doing but it doesn't specifically like get me going per se like i don't i'm not like oh my god let me wipe your skin. Now, hold on a second. If you got to hang out with Sarah Sigmund's daughter for a day. But I feel like she's just another person. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Just like, I don't, doesn't. You wouldn't be excited? I think it would be cool, but I wouldn't be like. I, I know you're saying, I'm just trying to paint you in a corner. So you say well, it's. it's not working. So no, you say it's cool, but if it was any other person to hang out with, you wouldn't be as excited. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Them making a stand against social injustice and racism. Has all stemmed from a tweet, like we said, but it wasn't viewed as a racist tweet, but by insensitive by many. So why now stand against racism and social injustice? Why wait now to stand for Black Lives Matter? Why wait until now to speak out? Why? Why now? I think some people have been speaking out. They've just kind of been. Well, I ain't seen it. There are DF- I think the black community definitely has. Yeah, for sure. I'm talking about games athletes and oh, affiliates. Yeah, yeah. Why yeah, wait no. now? Yeah. Why are they waiting till now? This has been going on for a long time. Yeah, right. So I got some statistics for you. 10 million people were murdered by their own their own people in Central Africa in the 20th century alone. In a 100-day span, roughly the time that COVID shut down the uh, our economy and our country, 800,000 individuals were murdered. Here? This is in Central Africa. Why? It's genocide. Tribes killing each other. Their own people killing each other. All right. Genocide continues to this very day in Africa across all platforms. Christians are being murdered um, because, and you know, of their belief. And they're being murdered because of their belief. Tribes, entire tribes are being wiped out. Women, children, kids. All of them are being killed, executed, murdered, mowed down. The weekend of June 7th of this year, 85 people were shot, and 24 of them died in Chicago. A hardworking father killed just before 1 a.m. A West Side High School student murdered two hours later. A man killed amid uh, South Side looting at a cell phone store at 1230. A college freshman who hoped to be a Become a correction officer, gunned down at 4.25 p.m. after getting into an argument in Inglewood. Where were the athletes then? This all happened after the murder of Floyd. Are these people not as important, or are they just not part of their personal movement? Mm-hmm. These are all, these were all, I believe, all African Americans that were killed, and they were killed by African Americans. Inside their own community. One weekend, 24 were shot. One was actually shot at her graduation party in a drive-by. That they are going for someone else. She didn't die. She actually she got shot in the arm. She ended up surviving. So just 20, not just 24. 85 were shot. 24 died. And the rest were wounded. Mm-hmm. Where was it then, Jenna? Like... Well, I mean, this the, has been going on for a long time. 
Chicago has it, and I use Chicago because it popped up. Okay, but if we go each state to state, there's going to be inner city issues uh, with crime where people of the minority descent are being murdered. Well, and you have all these different graphs, which if you ever took a statistics class, you can make anything look any way. For sure. But this this is actual... I know I'm just saying because there's always an argument about, well, more black people kill black people. Well, more white cops kill black people. Like it's just there's so there's so many different statistics. There, like which how do you even know what is accurate? Yeah, and I agree. I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely not saying who killed who. I'm just telling you straight up that that happens to be the the facts. It doesn't mean it's across across the board the facts. But the reality is, 85 people were shot. 24 of them died, and I believe all 24 were African-American inside the black community. Now, where's the outrage? Some guy gets shot. Uh, There's some people that may say looting's okay. This guy gets shot outside of a cell phone store in the afternoon, shot dead Mm -hmm. because people are looting. Now, look, social injustice, uh, minorities being killed, has been going on for a long time, a lot longer than this tweet. A lot longer than George Floyd. We talked about that in the last podcast. It goes, Ferguson was the big, biggest riot. Black Lives Matter was formed one year prior to that. The funding that they get to have community outreach. We all said that's great when it's used for the right cause. But don't sit here and label George Floyd as the only one. Right? He's not the only one. It's across the board. So don't think that Floyd 19 is a way to turn your back on the CrossFit. I think that you were looking for a reason to turn your back on the CrossFit, in my opinion. Affiliates not putting out a black square doesn't mean they are not, that they are racist. The ones who do put it out doesn't mean that they're not. We've talked about that. I just wonder, I, I've not seen one athlete, and I don't follow a ton of them, but it would come out. I haven't seen Morning Chalk Up. I haven't seen Arm and Hammer. And I haven't seen one other athlete speak out against this atrocity that just happened on the weekend of June 7th in a two-day span. That's that's insane to me. It's insane to me. Violence is always going to exist. But, you know, that's another topic. Some of the athletes asked for change. Greg isn't the CEO of his own company anymore. Can you imagine that? Imagine you have gen, uh, Fisher Photography... And you don't even, you're not even the CEO of your company anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's still called Fisher Photography. Mm-hmm. Are you shitting me? I run your shit now. I'm your CEO. Mm-mm. I'm just saying. How would that feel? Yeah. It's still not enough, and a lot of athletes are referring to the Andy Stump podcast. So any Andy Thor's daughter comes out and you know, listen to the Andy Stump podcast. Andy, you were on the uh, the L1 staff for a long time. I don't, why do we, why are you just now coming out? Did she compete at games last year? Absolutely. I think also, well, I don't know. I'm not going to say that no one ever knew that he was like that if they were actually around him, but if he acted that way a lot, then it would be kind of hard to. But that's my point. But I don't know because I wasn't there, so. Andy Stump says that this openly has happened many times. In front of many people of mixed genders. Mm-hmm. 
Well, even somebody that we knew or that we know was talking about how they wanted them to video like more of like girl fans and like girl athletes and stuff. So, right, we're no, we're we're not naive that sex sells. I mean, look at Brooke Wells. She, she's an average games athlete, and but she probably has a lot of endorsements. Just the reality, she's not going to win CrossFit Games, but she's as if she would. Okay, because of her endorsements and who she is, and she still she blows me out of the water, but I think she just is. She feels that she's better than what she really is, but I don't think she really cares. That's just me. That's not an attack on you, Brooke Wells fans. That's just my personal opinion. Andy had to know this was going on, being part of the staff, because Andy was part of the staff. Other people part of the staff have come out and started saying some things. This has been ongoing, but why does now Annie have a problem with it? She competed games last year. She's been she had an injury or uh, two, but she's been in CrossFit, involved in CrossFit, owns a CrossFit gym still. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I get what you're saying, but I also think sometimes people don't have the balls to like do stuff. They need somebody else to kind of take the forefront and to lead. Not saying that that's right or wrong, but I'm just saying maybe that is why more people, just like uh, we were talking about it the other day, but like with the Me Too movement, and yeah, you all have some bullshit in there, but I think sometimes um, when somebody takes a lead and yep. they're like able to be um, yeah, just vulnerable and have the courage to do it, then it gives other people the courage to talk about it and those are hard things to talk about. So, well, I just list, I watched that De- Jeffrey, yeah, Epstein, Epstein one, and that's exactly what happened. As people started coming out, they felt that there was strength in numbers, yes, and that's how they felt. And mm-hmm. so, but even here, I'm gonna I'm gonna rebuttal this though. If she felt that way and she thinks that that she should do feel like from CrossFit, she said her exact things. Watch the Andy Stump podcast, but she knew this stuff was already going on. She chose to stay affiliated this whole time. She's been part of the L1 staff. I know she's had to hear something as openly as this was talked about in this podcast, uh, Cleared Hot. She had to hear it. She had to know it. Maybe she was part of it. She chose to stay affiliated. Why? Money. Mm -hmm. The number one place that the, the tax, all the taxi drivers know where their CrossFit gym is because they take so many tours there. Yeah. They're a CrossFit gym. They use the CrossFit name to do what? Gain money. Yeah. But now it's all of a sudden it's a problem because of his Sandy Stump's podcast and Greg Glassman's tweet. Now it's a problem. Catcher won games in 2015-2016. Greg owned CrossFit then. How did Greg influence her abilities as an athlete? Not at all. Not at all. Was it because of him that she won the games, or was it because of her and her coach? Her and Ben. Is it his fault that she's not won since then, or is it her and her coaches? Yeah, it has nothing to do with Greg. Yet she's the biggest advocate as far as a CrossFit athlete that that doesn't want to go to games, that Greg Glassman should give up 100% 100% of his shares. She's blaming CrossFit HQ for her own inability to win. Why? I don't. She's the one who's turned her back on it. 
Yeah, but I don't think she's blaming it. I think she's just saying but, I'm yeah. not going to support it. L- let me let me back up. You're right. She's not blaming that. That was that's not what I mean. I did mean that, but I didn't mean that. Yes, she's choosing not to support it. But in my my opinion is it has nothing it has nothing to do with Greg. This has been going. It was going on in 2015, 2016. He was the same person. He's always been an asshole. We've talked about that. Everything he said, it could be condescending or borderline dickish. Yeah. Right? He's always been that way, but she wasn't bitching when she was winning. Yeah, well, I think with any person or business owner or CEO that is like that, well, hell, now that you say that, I feel like that is kind of what Jeffrey Epstein did because he would give them, like, such high offers, right? No, it was 200 bucks. so no, not really. I thought that, or he would, like, threaten them with things, so, like, I know all these people, so, but anyways... Yeah, yeah, I was just like thinking. It's yeah, kind of like he if was, it, their the incentive was so high to keep them sh- to shut up. His was uh, power. They feared his power, and that's yeah. what CrossFit HQ is saying that they feared Glassman's power. Yeah. Now, I want to circle this back on to blame CrossFit HQ. It were to blame. Okay, look, Katrin in 2014, Ferguson happened. The rides of Ferguson. There was mass rise. We talked about that. She wins the games 15-16. Didn't hear anything about social injustice. Didn't hear anything about Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Didn't hear anything about it then. Is it a coincidence that in across across sports, so here's what I've noticed. When people are doing well, okay, in something, you don't hear much from them. When people aren't doing well, you start hearing these things from them that is abnormal Mm -hmm. to me when i seen that she was she's always appeared to me as not this i've never heard anything like this from her uh pushing against crossfit saying she can't align herself with crossfit dude it's not crossfit if you don't like greg that's okay everybody's not going to like greg guess what everybody doesn't like you and she was getting a lot of pushback for what she done she wouldn't have had what she has without crossfit I just don't know why she wasn't pushing for the same stuff in 2014 with Ferguson. Because other people weren't. Exactly. Per the Clear Hot podcast, we've learned that CrossFit HQ has been like this for a long time. The counter athletes are saying, I know what I know. What I know now, I can't align myself with CrossFit. Okay, that's what they say. What I know now, I can't align myself with CrossFit. People talk about how Glassman is 100% share owner of CrossFit, even if he isn't CEO. And that's okay. But if you were an Obama supporter and Trump is president or vice versa, and you can't stand either one of them, do you not consider yourself an American or do you leave the country? Mm-hmm. Obama, this is why I'm circling back what you said earlier. So Obama's president for eight years. Okay. I've openly am a Trump supporter and I was not a Obama fan, which is okay. Guess what? I'm American. I'm allowed to, to have that opinion. And doesn't mean if you're a Obama fan, because I know some of you out there, I don't hate you, okay? Um, but uh, did I just stop being an American? Did I just stop doing what the fuck I was doing? Did I just put my life on hold because Greg Glassman is a CEO of CrossFit. This is the president <laughs> of the most powerful country in the world. Mm-hmm. What did I do? Did I just stop being an American? Did I leave the country? No, I didn't leave the country. Because he was in power. Mm-hmm. He has ultimate power over all of us. Guess what? If you don't want to do CrossFit, 
Glassman can't make a law to make you do CrossFit. Yeah. You cannot do CrossFit. You can come and go as you wish. Do you not grind out your life or do you just give up for the 48 years? Right? Do you not just keep going on with your day? I kept going on with my daily life. I bitched and complained maybe more than often because of policies and things like that. The political side, I like politics. I always have liked politics. And, um, <clears throat> but I just went on, my life went on. Mm-hmm. CrossFit can go on. She can still compete. And like you said, you can do both. You can be an advocate against X and you can also do CrossFit. All right. I challenge athletes once again, what have you done up to this point for the underprivileged communities? Why are you just now speaking out? Why haven't you done anything? You claim that this is too much and lives matter, but this isn't the first race-made killing involving the police. This ain't the first one. That's why I'm going to circle back to the Ferguson. I told you, 2014, this happens. 2015-16, she wins. Hear nothing. Now she hasn't won, hasn't done well in the, in the past couple years, which happens. It's, it's hard to be consecutive like that, uh, as we've seen. But she's still a top female. People still look up to her. Why is she not using her power to create unity? If she thinks she's creating unity by creating division, you're insane. You can't create unity by creating division most of the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had the revolution here in the country, thank God, right? So we created division. We divided ourselves away from a power. And because of that, we are a uh, land of the free, home of the brave. So thank God for that, right? Because if not, who knows where we would be right now. We would probably wouldn't be talking about CrossFit. It might be called something else. But this wasn't the first race-made killing. And there's other atrocities, not only in the world, like I read in Africa. That's, been, that's just one side. There's so many of these going on, genocide across the entire world. There's killings inside our own communities, inside our own country. But she's not even part of the United States. Doesn't mean you can't have. You can't be tired of social injustice. Doesn't mean you can't be tired of um, black people getting shot by white cops. But what does it matter? Does it matter if they're white and they shoot them, or or does it matter if they're dead? Does it matter that it happened in the hands of law enforcement? Does it matter if the guy's knee was on the back of the head? In the end. That it's an atrocity and it is wrong, but it doesn't define police officers. It doesn't define all cops. I just heard a statistic. 320 million interactions happened last year in the state of New York with their officers. Almost all of them ended on a positive note, meaning there wasn't anything like the George Floyd. Mm So out of 320 million interactions, you can have one George Floyd with one dumbass cop doing one dumbass thing, and it negates all that. Greg, Greg, let me finish. Greg Glassman can have CrossFit for how many years, and he puts out a tweet, and it sends the CrossFit community in a fucking spiral. And you're going to latch on to that instead of be like, whoa, okay. Look, Greg, you're an asshole. You shouldn't have said that. But guess what, bro? You don't define me. You don't make me. You don't make me. All my hard work makes me. My passion makes me. My coach makes me. My love for the community makes me. 
you're dumb. You shouldn't say that shit, and I don't like you anymore. I don't. I'm, I disagree with it. I'm going to take my power of my celebrity type status. I'm going to use that in, to interject into these underprivileged communities that you just, in my opinion, insulted. Mm-hmm. Why the hell aren't they doing that, Jenna? Why are they creating division? It's like they want it. It's fucking insane. Pisses me off, man. That's what I don't like about people who have power, per se. They underutilize what they actually have. CrossFit, to me, has, has, been, has always been different than what it is now. It's always meant more than Glassman. It's always meant more than games. It's always meant more than Castro. It's about someone that walks in. We've talked about numerous times. The most unconfident, insecure individual that is in a bad point in their life and they're accepted by a community for who they are as a person right now, who not who they used to be. Each individual instills confidence into them, into, including the very first time that you walk up to and introduce yourself and welcome them and ask them how it was and then just care for them for them. That's what CrossFit is to me. If you're an owner and that's not what CrossFit is to you, then what is it to you? Is it all money to you? Does de-affiliating and making a, a stand, does that, does that define you as a community? It's your prerogative. And I'm, I, like I said, I'm not knocking you for it because it's your prerogative. No, but I think you could have a positive influence rather uh, than just quitting. But it's, Okay, let's play, let's play this. If you if you're Katrin, okay, and you got a problem with whole this whole situation with the tweet with every how everything's kind of handled, okay, and you have the pe- same you're the same pedigree, right? Tell me how you could do this to make an impact on a positive note to help the CrossFit CrossFit community and unite everybody instead of divide. What would you personally do? I don't know. I think just being a positive influence. So okay, well. I think I mentioned this in the last podcast, but there was um, a couple people that used to go to the Lincoln Center, which there's a lot of underprivileged kids in my hometown that go there, and they have, like, basketball courts and stuff, and the guy that runs it now, um, he was a couple years older than me, but he really, like, wanted to keep it active. Mm -hmm. Um, And And I assume it's it's probably self-funded? Yeah. Or by donations? I think so, yeah. And I had asked one of the girls the next time that they do it if I could come help with them just to better myself and uh, give back to the kids and whatever. And that. But I feel like doing something like that or like going into these communities that need it, like we said last time. Um, and I feel like if you really care about something, no matter what it is, you're going to try to change it for the better or not. And, and create, like, a positive path, not just, like, up and leave it, you know? So, I don't know. When you say that it's something that you've always cared about and how much it's impacted your life, but, like, do you really care about it that much if you're just, like, leaving? Yeah, if you're turning your back on. Yeah, if you, I mean. Because you're not, tur- you can turn your back on Glassman, but you don't have to turn your back on CrossFit. Yeah. You don't think people were looking, her fans weren't looking forward to her to compete at CrossFit games? Yeah. You think that her fans didn't want her to compete at Rogue Invitational? Mm-hmm. 
They want to see her. They only get it. This has been a weird year. So the sanctionals have been canceled. They haven't got to see her perform. And these are her fans that buy her shit, that invest their time into her, that watch the stuff about her, that really just look up to her. Now you're teaching young females, yeah, hey, you can stand up and turn your back on everything you love. Or you could stand up for what you believe, but also perform your daily task. You are a CrossFit Games athlete. Your task is to perform, be ready to perform, and sit there and you do it for your fans. Because when you get to that level, you, you still want to do it for you. But now there's an expectation tied to it. People are buying your barbells. People are buying your shirts. People are buying, you know, being part of your social media and following every move and every post that you do. Mm-hmm. But once again, I, if that's what she wants to do, that's fine. My problem is just be consistent with it. Okay, be consistent with it. And I think the Lincoln Center is a really cool thing. We're going to talk about that here in a second. Um, we put up an Instagram poll. Uh, another one was, will athletes who uh, spoke out follow through working with underprivileged communities? Uh, what would you vote, yes or no? The athletes who spoke out, will they follow through backing up what they said? No. No. So 85% said no, 15% yes, and it was over 60 votes. Uh, I voted no. Obviously, I've been a pretty big advocate of that. I hope I'm wrong, okay, because I really hope they, like Jenna said, would you have contacted this person about the Lincoln Center if all this wasn't created? No. No. So what's the positive can you? That means you can bring awareness to something. You can get a positive change, but you can still do CrossFit, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Jenna could have spoke out against this, could have just slammed it down, said, I'm done. Brody, if you don't de-affiliate, I'm leaving the gym. And I'd be like, we need to have a talk. <laughs> right? Because that would be, be very challenging for me. Now, now someone's giving me ultimatum of, you do this or I'm leaving. Well, hell, we're not... And I'm not saying I don't care for each person, but Jenna's been, she was in here painting the fucking walls when no one even knew we existed. She was in here on a float 15 hours a day, uh, getting this ready in less than, in five days um, from when we took the, the building over. People, she's been with us since she knew we were going to do a gym before anybody else did. Her and just two or four others, and that's it. So that's definitely a hard conversation. But in reality is, we'd have to say, hey, look, can we make this work for both? Right? If Jenna came to me and says, hey, I'm leaving if you don't de-affiliate. And I got I to gotta be like, well, I can't be like, I could be like, fuck you, get out. Or I could, I could be like, oh, okay, we'll just de-affiliate because Jenna said so. Or I can do the adult thing. And that is, all right, so explain to me where this is coming from. Let me know. What we can do as a gym that can benefit maybe some of the things that you're thinking, like the Lincoln Center. She came to me and said, hey, you know, we come to agreement that, like, hey, we can, she can be an advocate for this, but also do CrossFit and hold the CrossFit name. If, and she says, hey, I want to start doing stuff at the Lincoln Center. Hey, fucking cool. How can we support you? You know what else is annoying now that I'm, like, thinking about it? Is like, um, so for those of you that don't know, last year on Memorial Day, the tornadoes hit like um, in Dayton, which there's not a lot of money, and in Trotwood, 
area, which also not a lot of money. It's well, you're, she's understating the tornado. It was an F four. This thing was massive. Yeah, this it thing ruined it, people's homes. They were homeless. And it came. It went across our main interstate. Yeah. This thing is, you know, you have F five. It was the one right below. This thing was absolutely massive. The destruction. If you if you're not part of the Dayton area, look up the um, F four tornado Dayton, and watch the over the the flyover of the destruction. You can't even fathom. It was look like. Um, and those homes are still. Those homes still. They still don't have a house. Yeah, they still. So and, go ahead. But it's just crazy, like the difference, like. Oh, there you go. Like, so many people, I mean, including our gym, like, helped create care packages, helped clean up, helped, and, like, uh, like I, I'm not saying that people don't have a reason to be upset, but I feel like people forget all the positive things that others have done for, like, those areas, and then in times like this is, like... Because Trot would be, like you said... It's very poor and just not a good area to be... I got lost once there, and I was really scared <laughs> when I was, like, 16. <laughs> I was, like, supposed to be in Brookville, and I <laughs> ended up in Trotwood. But anyways, it's just not a, a really good area. There's a lot of crime and a lot of underprivileged communities. Um, but anyways, like, no one thought anything else but to help there. And they weren't cr- looking at color. Yeah, no. They weren't looking at, It was just, like, like, they hey, need help. Yes. And, like, people were actually... There was too much water in that area, I think, because they obviously didn't have wa- running water and electricity, like nothing. For um, months. Yeah, for months. And people, I think they donated so much that they actually like had to go in other areas because they were already set. But anyways, it's just like crazy to me how... Like, that situation was so bad and like everybody made it positive, but then... Stuff like this is just like, oh, my God, everyone hates each other. And I kind of hate everybody, too, right now. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's kind of – I'm excited to be done with this. Hopefully, next time, you know, we'll still kind of cover stuff. But, you know, I think it's important to talk about this stuff. It's it's affecting everybody in our community, of owners to members. And I'm going to actually talk, uh, tap into what she was just kind of talking about here in a little bit. Um, it's funny how we're really thinking alike on this one. Um. So can we please stop blaming CrossFit HQ and start owning our own actions, okay? Uh, Greg Sweet doesn't change who wins the games or what one affiliate owner says. They make that choice. So I make the choice to say what I say. That one guy who just went off on everybody made the choice to say what he says. And the thing is, Greg had to own his. Greg has to suffer the consequences of what he said. And so does the other affiliate owner. Because uh, to me, they're they are equally aligned. Obviously, not financially, but this guy's an owner of an affiliate. He represents just like cops. Unfortunately, if Jenna was to go to another affiliate and had a bad experience, the chances of her coming to my affiliate are almost zero. Oh, that happened to my brother when he lived right, in you, Miami. Yeah, you, you talked about that. He went to a bad gym, and, and it he, like pissed me off. I was like, "That's not what CrossFit is." Like, and that's the thing is. When, when, as an owner, when you see a bad gym, that's that's the problem. Is sometimes we get one chance, one opportunity, just like Eminem says. Yeah, okay, Eminem. <laughs> and um, <laughs> <Mom> <laughs> <and> spaghetti. <laughs> uh, I'm nervous, <laughs> but uh, we have that one opportunity to make a, a positive impression on someone who already built up enough courage to walk inside our facility 
um, and we want to give them our best shot because it is life-changing mentally, physically, and emotionally. So standing up for something great is okay, but don't preach to your community on your on create actions that divide one, right? Stand, I think, hey guys, this has, been a total, this has been a total different conversation inside that affiliate group. Hey guys, a lot of stuff's going on here in our community. I'm not seeing a lot of support. Um, we're definitely getting behind this. I would like to try to get our community together and start working towards something that we can give back to the inner city portions of Dayton because Dayton has bad areas. Um, is anyone else on board um, with this? If you fucking come at me like that, I'm going to say, hey, man, what can I do? Mm-hmm. What can I do to help? You want to spearhead this? You tell me what you're trying to do, and if you need money fucking raised, we'll throw something together. I'll put an in-house competition together. I'll donate 100% of the profits to you, and um, we'll, we'll get this. We'll get you some money to help. Maybe you buy equipment for someone. Or maybe you need to pay people to coach classes. I don't know what the fuck you need to do. Total different conversation. And that's the problem, right? This person, when we released this last episode, kind of was very aggressive, called our episode stupid in essence. But if you if you talk to these people like, hey, you know, we can have opinions here and we can disagree. We're not going to satisfy everybody. But let's talk about this, okay? You, if you come at so ag- aggressive and abrasive, um, Depending on how you do it, it can ruin a possibility of something positive happening. This guy could reach out to me right now and say he's sorry. I'm like, hey, that's cool. Thanks for apologizing, but leave me the fuck alone because I know who you are. And that's what people can do with Greg Glassman. Um, how can we fix this mess? So I, I, did, I put some thought into this. It was late at this point, but... Um, First, number one, CrossFit HQ needs to fix themselves internally. The old standard needs to go, and they need a strong person heading that department. That means uh, an HR department. Okay? These non-disclosure agreements, that's okay on certain things. But you cannot sit here and handcuff people and threaten them with litigation and expect to get <clears throat> the best support and then the best love from them and, and them feel appreciated when you're dangling something like a lawsuit over their fucking head. You can't do that. The atmosphere clearly was bad. Andy Stump, he ridiculed himself for allowing it to happen for so long along with everybody else. Uh, like I said, if you haven't checked that out, make sure you check that podcast out. Um, but they need someone heading the HR department that has power. That says, hey, you do this, you're fired. And I don't care if it's Dave fucking Castro or if it's Greg Glassman. There's repercussions. Because just because you're a CEO of a company, does that mean you can go around and sexually harass everybody inside that company? Or is HR, they have they have a say in this. You have a board. As long as there's somebody good. Exactly. That's the problem. You got to get something. You got to fix this stuff internally because if your workers are feeling harassed, they're feeling like they're being targeted, if they feel like they can't speak out and be themselves, and if they, out of fear of litigation or being blackballed like Andy was saying, well, are you really going to get that person's being like a genuine person working for you? Mm-hmm. Is that a great atmosphere? The athletes need to go back to work. If I had an athlete that was in this, in the game circuit, my approach would be raise awareness, share what you want, but it's time to put up or shut up. It's time to put up or shut up. This is if Jen, if this was Jenna, this is exactly what I would tell her. Passion is great and using it for that cause is wonderful, but don't just say stuff just because your friends did, and understand that your words on social media carry a lot of weight. This is a burden. 
Everybody wants to be popular until they're popular, until they realize they got to answer fans. they got to answer questions. They have to handle ridicule. They have to handle this. They have to handle that. It's no longer about being a games athlete. Now you're managing your brand. You're trying to create a brand. You're trying to live a brand. Well, understand, hey, Jenna, I, I'm all for you. Let's. If you want to create some awareness, let me know how I can help you. We'll fucking do it. But shut the fuck up on social media with it. Okay, here's why. If you're passionate about something, I totally, I, I believe in you and I believe in your passion. Okay, if you want to share something, that's fine. But remember what your job is. You're not a recreational CrossFitter anymore. You're not in here just hanging out with the buddies, getting a wad in. Although I think that's very important for you to do in your training. Hanging out, working out with your buddies, they don't pay your bills. Do you want to go get a job? you want to go back to working at a car wash? Or you want to be a CrossFit Games athlete? Okay? And that's the thing. Is you have to challenge them and say, hey, look. Let's use your passion in the right way. Let's create awareness. But do not blackball. Do not disown. Do not threaten the thing that has allowed you to have your own barbell. That has allowed you to have this huge fan base. That has allowed you to do what you're doing financially. Okay? You don't like Greg, Jenna? Hey, I think he's a fucking asshole too. But guess what? He do, he's not CrossFit. He, doesn't, he is not CrossFit Games. All those fans cheering for you, screaming for you on that last rep, that's CrossFit. All those people coming up to you wanting to take a picture with you, that's CrossFit. That's not Greg Glassman. I'm not asking you to sit here and put your arm around Greg and hang out with Greg. I'm not asking you to do that. I'm asking you to be the athlete that you are and that got you here. That's my conversation to my athlete. I think you can do both, like you said. And I think sometimes people try to pick one or the other. And you can do that, but there's a fallout from that. Well, and I think if they don't, then, like, then just don't. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if that's the direction right. that you want to choose, then, like, fine. Okay, so I'll, I'll give you an example. Matt Fraser put out a pretty standard thing, how he condones, doesn't agree with. Once, he was almost like Rich Froning. I want to see yeah. where across face she's going. I think he kind of just throws it out there. He has to because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to get dropped from his sponsors. Mm-hmm. Is he genuine? I don't know. I'm not judging him. Seems like a good old dude. Maybe he is. He probably doesn't agree with it. But at the same time, I don't think he wants to get wrapped up politically inside of this mess. Yeah. Who does? Right? He has enough. He's actually trying to train to win. Mm-hmm. Okay? Baseball continued through World War II. The UFC had a pay-per-view fight during the corona outbreak when all other uh, sporting events were shut down. The NFL kept playing through Ferguson. Sports and their athletes can unite people. Okay, CrossFit Games happens once a year, and these athletes, while they have the opportunity and the ability to stand for what they believe, they seem to be missing the mark. I think his name is Jesse Owens. Yeah. World War II Olympic athlete, standing first place next to the second place German athlete who considered himself as a Nazi during World War II. You want to talk about something that's powerful. That's fucking powerful. He could have not done that because he, of everything going on, but because he did, he had that monumental picture, that monumental image representing that, hey, you may hate all races but your own, but it doesn't mean you're better because I just beat your ass, motherfucker. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I just beat you. I'm standing next to you. And that American fucking national anthem playing, oh, my God, I can't imagine. It just made me want to just rip a phone book in half. Fires me up. These athletes need to give them. It's been a rough year. Sanctions are dead. CrossFit games have been kind of hit. They're not the same. Top 30, whatever. Instead of using this platform to give something for her fans and give back to them because they are suffering too, not just you, Katrin, everybody is. Everybody's suffering. And you choose to take the other direction and along with all you other athletes that are sitting here and you're turning your back on the CrossFit games because of one guy. You're going to let one guy define you in one tweet? To me, it's disgusting. Um, but you know what? I can't fault them because they are their own person. They can make their own decision. But I just think when you take away from people, it's selfish. You're taking away from your fans to prove a point. Well, prove a point with your actions. Win the fucking games. Use all those new followers. And create a community outreach with inside other local affiliates. Create an online competition where all proceeds go to an inner city community. Use your fucking fame for something positive and not negative. We got enough negative. We got the riots. We got fucking corona. We got a presidential race coming that's heating up. You think this shit's going to end until December? This is going to go on and on and on. And us CrossFitters, we got to get our heads out of our ass. Stop blaming everything else. Own our own shit. Because we're gonna we're tearing apart our own community. Glassman isn't tearing us apart. We are. We're doing this. We're causing drama. We're posting stuff on social media. We're segregating people. We're talking down to people because of their opinion. Jen has her opinion and I have mine. Those are two separate opinions, but I can appreciate and respect her even though it's 100% different than mine. It's when you start name calling talking down to or ridiculing because of someone else's stance. We are going to kill our own community, and that's a shame. And that's shame on us, not shame on Greg. Stop blaming him. Look in the mirror. Affiliate members need to step up along with the owners. I'm not against doing fundraising for things, but it's usually for things we're directly connected to as a gym. Dale, we have a guy, he died of a heart attack. We raise money every single year. We buy buy AEDs and uh, through a which I don't know how I'm going to do this year because I got fucking banned from the affiliate forums. I would post in the affiliate forums, hey, we're giving away AEDs. We're going to take the top 10 people. Uh, we're, I need 10, uh, we're going to take top 10 people who send a little, hey, this is what we're about, why we don't have it. And um, however many AEDs, we're going to rank those from 1 to 10. We're going to go down the list however many we get. We've donated, I think, 12 so far mm-hmm. as a gym uh, to people all across the country that needed an AED and, you know, each one's about two grand, or I'm sorry, $1,100 is what we get them for now. We had a guy actually reach out to us, and it saved us about $800 per AED um, and that we now buy them through. We give them away for free. Um, so it's for things that typically, when you do fundraising inside your gym, barbell for boobs, maybe you have someone who has breast cancer, or uh, maybe you do have some, we had leukemia here um, that passed away, and you know we tend to do those things. But if Jenna says, hey, bro, I'm, I'm down with this Lincoln Center. This We're kind of, we need this. Anything we could do? Fuck yeah. Because guess what? Her money needs are going to be minor in comparison. We can raise a thousand bucks, no problem. 
right? And $1,000 could go a long way to a Lincoln Center that needs a couple fucking basketballs yeah. and some hoops or whatever the hell they need, okay? Yeah, I'll donate my time. You tell me when. I can get some people here that maybe they're not trainers, but they can they can definitely work with kids. We can definitely make that happen. I don't believe that doing all this work all of a sudden for the black communities is the way to go. I really don't. I think there are many things we can do to help uh, out. I'm sorry. I think there are many things gyms can help out doing, and I think the affiliates that are impacted more directly could set up resources to help those in those communities. Meaning, if you're if your gym is the inner city of Dayton, okay, and you you're working with those communities and you need help, reach out to us because we're not in the inner city, mm-hmm. we're in the suburb. So if we're in the suburb, reach out to us. Say, hey, we're doing this. Fuck yeah! If if it's something, if it's nothing crazy, and we can help you. I want nothing in return. If I can help you and you want to take, I, I just don't have time to spearhead this. You want help? Hit me up. Anybody listen to this? I'm not joking. And just another one. You got We got a guy, he, he's getting ready to go overseas for a long period of time and um, for sex trafficking. And... <clears throat> I forget what he told me. It was a multi-billion dollar industry every year. Mm-hmm. The average person that is uh, a sex slave is raped 50 times per day. Mm-hmm. They know of people that's been in captivity for five years, 50 times a day, seven days a week for five years, being raped. It's fucked up. I told him, you let me know what you need. You need money. Because he's self-funded, you need money, you let us know. We'll do a fundraiser. We got you. We'll get whatever we can because that shit's gross. Social injustice is gross, but I'm not spearheading it. You got to reach out. I can't do everything. Number three and the last one, we got to keep doing the same, man. I think this kind of hit home for me. Uh, the amount of money and good that CrossFit affiliates raise each year for various things is impressive. Like Jenna was saying, we do a lot of good, but we want to focus on one tweet, one bad thing. Awareness is at an all-time high for many things. More division creates a ripple effect that doesn't allow positive things to get done. Like I was telling you, that guy, if you would have came into the affiliate forums of our local community and had a different approach and not being such a douchebag about it. And he was trying to say, Hey, this is what we're trying to do. I haven't seen a lot of support. I'm not questioning you, but would anybody be interested in getting behind this with me and help raise awareness? Maybe fucking all of us can come together and do one fucking competition where each person pays 20 bucks and we can raise 10 fucking thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. But instead, guess what? You ain't getting my money, bro. You could have sit there and unified everybody. Even though I didn't post a black square for CrossFit Access, even though we didn't post Black Lives Matter for CrossFit Access, does not mean we would not have attribute or contributed to this. Doesn't mean we wouldn't have gotten behind that. Doesn't mean we wouldn't have rallied our troops and said, Hey, look, guys, we got this fundraiser. It's pretty important. The money's going to this. It's to help people with the inner city 
have the ability to do what we get to do on a daily basis who have more means for of an income than they do, who have better maybe at-home structure or have had at-home structure. We have the ability to do this. Maybe we can change one person's life by exposing them to CrossFit and maybe they're the next CrossFit Games athlete. All right. Affiliates will always be at odds for the most part for various reasons. I've yet to talk to anybody that's visited or been part of a community where all gyms get along inside of that inner community, meaning like the Dayton. Uh, many look at other gyms as competitors, and I'm really just, I just look at other gyms, see if they're a good person that doesn't talk shit. That's all I care about, right? If you're a bad gym per se, like, look, man, you don't represent me, but you do. I don't like that, but I don't talk shit. Like, it's that simple. You get to run your gym how you want. I'm not going to step in and tell you how. Greg isn't stepping in, you know. I truly believe that at some point in time, we got to all try to get along. Because like Jenna was saying earlier, there's strength in numbers. You get one affiliate trying to raise money, or you get 10 affiliates trying to raise money. You tell me which one's going to raise more money, Jenna. More, the better. Yeah, we can all have the same direction. We can all have the same thought process. But stop judging people just because they didn't step up and post the fucking black square. Well, it's not even that they're not stepping up. They're just not doing what you think is positive. Whereas, True, you're um, right. I'm not saying that they didn't donate for like the tornado relief thing. But like we did. So, And that was mainly to a black community. So... I don't know how that really makes somebody racist when they're helping a community of black people. I'll tell you straight up, man. I gave some. I didn't sit here. We didn't do this huge, massive relief effort. You know, no, but, but we, we did yeah. one email, and there was a whole. Yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff. And thankful. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, you know why? Because we knew what we needed. Right there was a list given to us. We knew what it was about. And I think that's where I got, I kind of talked on it last podcast and we'll end with this is that it does start at the top. I I said that in this one, but also remember everybody underneath you from the, to the member level, to your coach's level can bring stuff up to you. And that tornado relief was brought up to us saying, Hey, this is things they need. Really don't need this anymore. Let's really, they really need these items. And it was like, not even toiletries. It was like what? Why? I, there was some massive things that were I can't remember. Well, canned goods. And canned goods, obviously, but water, uh, bags. They needed like bags. It, it was some weird stuff that you wouldn't ever think of being. Yeah. Something they, needed, like, they would feminine need. Feminine care. Yeah, feminine care was Deodorant, one of them. Yeah. Toothbrush. So it was stuff that you really wouldn't think of that they needed. That you know, I would if we would say, hey, let's get some shit together and get, and we just got all the wrong stuff. It's like, yeah, you can't do that. It's like having a um. Well, somebody was a down pot, there. We got a potluck, and then everybody makes the same thing. You got all the same thing, and yeah. you know what I mean? It's just not the right way. It's not helpful. It's not helpful. But I think um, if you guys want to make that impact, remember, if you have an idea, bring it up to your coach or your owner because understand that they're not just thinking about one thing or shouldn't be thinking about just one thing. They can't put all their focus on raising money for one thing and then let everything else go. There's a lot of moving parts when it becomes when you're an affiliate owner. And don't think that any idea is too stupid because the worst thing they can say is no. But if you put together something that's 
something that could actually be done and doesn't require all this time and effort and you want to spearhead it, a good leader is going to listen to you. A good leader is going to let you run with it. And a good leader is going to support you in that. And I think that's where you're going to get it, you know. Use your ideas. Use this passion. Use this shit to fuel awareness. Create opportunities for others that maybe would never get it. And stop bashing other CrossFit gyms because they, they stand differently and they didn't post something. It's just that's so childish. And the fact that if you ridicule someone, that's the bad part. That's okay if they didn't or you did. Just don't ridicule the opposite side because it's just it's stupid to be honest with you because it doesn't create anything but negativity. Um, and that's the that's what I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> what he said. So uh, we're going to end this on a positive note. We've got our Patreons that Jen is not prepared for. I'm looking right at her. She always forgets. She just have these memorized. Yeah, because I'm like halfway dead by the time that we're done with these. Um, okay, well, let's see here. Okay. I'm going to be looking for a backup recorder person that just sits here and has, has a ponytail. Okay, ready? That likes to eat a lot of food. These are. Our I gave you a spread today of These are our fruit. swag people. <laughs> now you're ready, asshole. Okay. Uh, Michaela Braddock, David Lukrop, Jerry Ricciardi, Gareth Crowther, Natasha Bowling, Meg Mayhem, and Jamie Metcalf. Those are our swag box peoples. And you'll be getting... We're still adding more good stuff to your boxes. It's about done, isn't it? Yeah. Um, then we also have other contributors. Uh, Steven yep. Liptak. What? He's a new one. Yep. Natasha... Oh, wait. No, I'm just kidding. She's already a swag box person. Monica Christian... LaVonna Hollyfield, Adam Bowen, Ryan Burgai. Remember how you used to butcher the shit out of his name? Ryan? Burgai. Brody Mays, Michelle Rowell, and last but not least, Rick Terry. I saw him yesterday because I took pictures of his wife. She does photography also in Columbus. And, um,. When I pulled up, he had his window down. He was like, Jenna Fisher. And I said, Rick Terry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was cool meeting him, actually, like in person. And You never met Rick Terry? Not in person, because you guys didn't invite me to your little pizza thing when everyone else decided to go after. But, you know, I'll not mention that. Again? Yep. I'm just saying it was fucked up, but it's cool. I'm over it was, it. It was literally, whatever. I'm not even getting into that. Be more mad at Rick Terry who sends me pictures of Warehouse 4 who's in the area and does not message me. He did I, the same thing to me. What a dick. Rick Terry, Rick we got Terry, problems. Get with it. Yeah, get with it, Rick Terry. Hey, guys, appreciate you listening. Appreciate the support. Uh, share our episodes. That'd be awesome. Let us know how you feel. Even if you disagree, just don't be a dick about it, and we'll have a good conversation. Uh-huh. Let us know what you uh, think about your stance on all this. And if you guys are ready just to worry about CrossFit competitions, uh, watching people suffer at CrossFit games, and get rid of all this bullshit. But uh, appreciate it. Uh, Appreciate all you guys. And that's all I got. Peace. Bye.